the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back to the show. I wanted to pick back up on a topic we uh, tackled in part with uh, Alex Berezow, microbiologist, USA Today columns a little bit earlier in the program, and that is the uh, adverse reactions to the COVID vaccines. ABC News reporting uh, fact check. Here we are with our fact checkers. And yes, I know what you're thinking. Who checks the fact checkers? That's the appropriate question. No link between COVID-19 vaccines and those who die after receiving them. And I'm not saying that's erroneous. I'm just saying these sorts of declarations leave me asking more questions or wanting more information as opposed to less. Also, too, it's interesting to note here the reporting on the fact checking. Scientists warn isolated cases of adverse reactions, while tragic, do not mean the vaccines are to blame. True. This uh, little contextual nugget. An average of 8,000 people die each day in the United States. Some of them may have just received a coronavirus vaccine. We have to be very careful about causality, said Dr. John Brownstein, an epidemiologist at Boston Children's Hospital. There are going to be spurious relationships, especially as the vaccine is targeting elderly or those with chronic conditions. Just because these events happen in proximity to the vaccine does not mean the vaccine caused these events. Well, golly gee, isn't that interesting? Dr. Brownstein, could you say the same thing about COVID infection? We have to be very careful about causality. There are going to be spurious relationships, especially as the infection is targeting the uh, targeting elderly or those with chronic conditions. Just because these events happen in proximity, the infection and the death does not mean that the infection caused these events. Could you substitute infection for vaccine and make the same argument Has any were, were, were these same people making the same argument about covid over the last year? No. Were they providing the same context of when you talk about case fatality rates or just giving the raw numbers of people who had died and were tagged as having died from COVID and using anecdotal stories and context-free data points to engender fear for the purpose of advancing control. We have to be very careful about causality. Wow. And I'm not saying that this Brownstein guy was uh, a problem. I don't, it's the first I've read of any of his pronouncements, but I'm just saying, generally speaking, how much flimflammery have we heard from those cloaked in, uh, credentials as public health officials, medical doctors, not to mention, of course, when it gets translated by these dum-dums who sit on cable news channel desks and so forth. So uh, you'll note the difference in how we tackle it on this show, as we did with Alex Berezov. We can understand what the most likely outcome is, not the worst case scenario, and have that inform the way that we conduct our lives. Frustrating year. Uh, So this compilation of some of the posts on social media, people just sharing their stories. And again, this is not verified and I'm not trafficking in uh, definitive statements about what caused what, but there are questions that are being raised. And when people have questions, if they don't get answers that address their questions, then, you know, they're likely to cling to misinformation or uh, they're likely to, to, to form a misunderstanding. I mean, so for and, and, you know, this this is being talked about. So you need to talk about it. You need to address it, including with people who are experts. That's why I had Alex Berzo on the show. I'm not one. 
but I I'm have enough common sense to have conversations about this. So, for example, one person tweeted, I work for a health service at work yesterday. I had four severe vaccine reactions. Two of these had serious chest pains and dizziness and other flu symptoms and can't leave the bed. One numbness and tingling and stroke symptoms. Three of the four were sent to the hospital. Uh, Oddly enough, none had COVID-19 issues. This was all issues from the vaccine. And again, uh, there's been talk about, oh, you get a sore arm or you get a headache, you get some dizziness. But on balance, that's the worst it's going to be for most people. And so it's worth the protection, particularly if you're older and have real susceptibility to serious illness from infection. That's what I'm talking about. It doesn't have to be mindless, happy talk, and it doesn't have to be fatalism. It has to be, you know, informed consideration. Uh, Another uh, person uh, tweeted out, I received my first Pfizer vaccination on the 23rd of December. And the 3rd of January was the start of my symptoms, earache, headaches, some facial numbness. On the 4th of January, I was diagnosed with Bell's palsy. Now on day nine of steroids, now just waiting Uh, Now just a waiting game on full recovery. Okay, there have been reports that um, Larry King, including from his his son, uh, got the covid vaccine shortly before he died. Does that uh, make it causal? No, of course not. But it just raises the issue. Somebody else. I went to work today and ended up in the ER. Thank God I work at a hospital. I'm positive this episode is from the covid-19 vaccine. My heartbeat was 239. I haven't felt right since I got the injection on Tuesday. Had a headache ever since. I'm not getting the second shot. This was my experience with the vaccine. I felt I should share it. Now, you know, again, is the person disclosing underlying conditions that uh, perhaps exacerbated his reaction to the vaccine, as we talked a little bit with Berezow? I mean, this isn't this is meant to say, let's take the mysticism out of it. Let's not ignore what people are saying. Let's try and address it head on. Because otherwise you get this about the vaccine like we got with infection. This op-ed in the New York Times from Courtney Zoffness, who's apparently, you know, an academic at Drew University. Of course, my six-year-old has the coronavirus. I'm trying to stay calm. Well, it turns out she's not succeeding in staying calm based on this op-ed. And I, I don't want to be dismissive because apparently her one son had some underlying respiratory condition when he was an infant and so and, and later asthma. And so they're understandably concerned about his infection. But her six-year-old got infected. And, and you, you, you read all these things that she's doing, these evasive actions and, um, I, and, and, and the, 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 the histrionics regarding his teacher and schools. I don't need... To remind him that his teacher tested positive, that she's home convalescing with the fever. That's why we got tested in the first place. But this fiery, inexhaustible boy with the perpetual holes in his pants knees cannot help touching every wall and gate we pass on our Brooklyn sidewalks. And I think about the two and a half days since we took the test, uh, during which time I helped him blow his nose, wash his face, polished off a glass of orange juice. Now I mobilize and procure masks for everyone. My husband designates an area in the living room for him. I don't want to have COVID, he cries. I Will I die, he says. Will you all of this and about uh, two thirds down the piece, you, you learn this. I tell my son that everything will be OK. I try to mean it. I say that being asymptomatic is a good sign that he has a strong immune system. He's asymptomatic. He's not sick and he's infected, but he's not sick. And she goes on to, you know, the whole preternaturally anxious. Uh, I rely on therapy. 
My children have seen me distraught over seven-day averages and incautious loved ones and an immoral president who have helped accelerate the spread. So there you go. There's the tell where she's coming from. But this is the uh, the induced uh, the 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 induction of, of hysteria, the introduction of hysteria, really, into the body populace that has spread even more quickly than COVID, and frankly, lingers a lot longer than COVID for most people. My six-year-old has a coronavirus. I'm trying to stay calm, and we're supposed to extrapolate from this what, particularly about a an age group that is virtually immune. And oh, by the way. Uh, her six-year-old, basically the same, and he will be after he gets through his asymptomatic uh, uh, infection. So I don't want to do on the vaccination side what uh, so many have done to politicize on the infection side. We won't do that here, and um, hopefully you won't do that within your circles of influence. So at least in some pockets of the country, we can have informed discussion. This is Dan Exposing political fakers, fixers, and takers. He's Dan Proft, and this is The Dan Proft Show.